is this? What's your favourite scary movie? The following podcast contains naughty words, naughty themes, and a cat named Ernie. Hi, Rich here. Um, on this week's episode of Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film, we're going to be sitting down to partake in the 1996 Wes Craven slasher cult classic, Scream. Starring Neve Campbell, Drew Barrymore, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Matthew Lillard, Jamie Kennedy. The premise of Scream is that there is a masked killer on the loose in Middlesbrough, California, stalking high school children um, who look about 30 with a big knife. It's a brilliant film. It's lots of fun. Um, spoiler alert, we both absolutely loved it. We ate some delicious food and we really hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did recording it. So, here we go. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Why would you start with that? You told me before to start it, the, the first, last one. What? You, know, you've, you, you've, you changed your mind. Yeah, but it's our podcast. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Off you go. Hi, I'm Rich. No, Jimmy, you're not. <laughs> you start it. You start no, properly. Start no, properly. Start I, properly. I, I'm going to be stubborn on this one. You start it, but you say your name. Hi, I'm Jimmy. And I'm Rich. And you're listening to Jimmy and Rich Watch a Film. Lovely. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film. I'm Rich. And I'm Jimmy. And we're going to watch a film. What film have we got tonight then, Jimmy? Mate, tonight we're going to watch Scream. Scream. What a classic. Fucking love it, man. The film that reinvented the fucking slasher genre and breathed new life into horror films in general. I haven't seen this film for a long time, right? Yeah. How long? How long are we talking? 20 years. And today I decided to download the poster to put on social media, etc. Mm-hmm. So I had the poster, and I was so surprised at the stars in this film. Yeah, I always remembered Courtney Cox because yeah. obviously, as a Friends fan, when it was at its height, yes, mad crush. Yeah, like she was she was my favourite, you know, crush from that. Yeah, but Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I, I forgot she was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Arquette. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, fucking Matthew Lillard. Um, Matthew Lillard? Matthew as, Lillard. As in Scooby-Doo? Yes. No way. Yeah, he's Stu. This oh. is one of his first film roles. No, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. It's such a brilliantly cast yeah. film. Yeah. Um, it's no wonder it took off. Yeah, man. And, and, and you've got Wes Craven at the helm, one of like the best fucking horror directors of all time. Going, you know what? Horror's been shit for a while because it's all just sequels and just bullcrap and it's so formulaic. I'm going to make a movie that is all about the rules and the formulas to a horror film and it's going to be so tongue-in-cheek that it's actually scary. It it, it works on its own merits as a genuine horror film even though it's a total piss-take. The entire thing is a joke. My memory of it is totally jaded. I was talking Mm. to my wife, Katie, about Scream, and I suddenly realised that all my memories of Scream are actually of Scary Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, the girl running through the sprinklers at the start. Mm -hmm. um, And it's like, and it's like, um, she comes to a crossroads and it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's like, certain death to the left, save it to the right. And she's looking at it, doesn't know where to go, and then she goes left to certain death. (laughs) Yeah. I can remember one bit of Scream where uh, they're on like a film set, but again, like that's number two. Okay, so again, we've got another situation. No, no, that's number three. 
That's screen three. Right, so I've got a situation here, like I did with Alien, which we covered yep. in episode two, where my memories could be from any one of them. Yep. And this is how fucking meta it gets, right? Like, this is, like, the first one is already quite meta in the way that the jokes are presented as the rules of a horror film when these people are actually living within a fucking horror film. But the third film, they're making, uh, actually, or, is it, or, or do they make a film, the film version in, in Screen 2, and then there's a sequel in the sequel? Anyway, this is how meta it gets. They're making a film of the killings from the first film, which is a slasher, which is also a tongue in cheek meta slasher film, which is exactly what Scream is. It's an absolute mindfuck. So all I know is that this film is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember much about it except for going, oh, I really enjoyed that film when I watched it. And then how it's ingratiated itself in pop culture mm. from then to now. Mm -hmm. To the point where every Halloween you will find someone wearing that mask. That ghost face mask, I, yeah. Absolutely promise that. Yeah. And stand by it as well. Like, they, absolutely. It, it is everywhere. And again, like I said in the intro, like, like it completely turns slashes on the head, but it, it breathed new life into uh, horror as a genre. Well, it's like I was saying about Scary Movie. That was one yes. of a very knowing film that came off the back of these, using everything you expect to be in a film. And yeah. they put it in there, but put a comedic end to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And see, and so with like obviously with scary movie is very slapstick and silly and up to the nth degree. Whereas this with Scream, the tongue is just firmly in the cheek. It is. It's still a straight up horror film and a bit of a whodunit. And it's a by the book slasher, but that is the point because they're literally talking about a by the book slasher in the film. It's crazy. Like it is just so clever. The thing is, this is one of those films where we are going to spoil it for you. Yeah. At no point during this podcast are we going to say spoiler alert, because if you haven't seen Scream and it's 2022... Like, what are you doing? So, on that note, cook me my dinner. I shall. Right. Sit back. We're having uh, chicken parmies tonight. Oh, Australian classic. I can't fucking wait for this. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Nothing says a chicken parmy like a load of Jimmy Jizz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken jizzy. <laughs> a chat over dinner yeah what you've just served me looks incredible can you run us through it i certainly can so this is a chicken parmy um which is a culinary staple in australia if you go into the pub chicken schnitzel fried with a tomato basil sauce and then some parma ham and then some cheese on top stick that under the grill melt all the cheese with some chips okay that is delicious yeah it's good huh so good yeah and then I've given you as well another antipathy entry is chicken salt on the chips explain chicken salts I don't really know what to say man it's um it's just like this yellowy MSG additive that you add to not not add two chips when you're cooking them but it's like a season and you put on them well it's very very good mm. Uh, so, Jimmy, have you watched anything recently that would be worth um, mentioning over dinner? Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, the other night I watched um, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, the uh, German expressionist film from the 1920s, friend of the show, Ian Pring. He first got me onto that a couple of years back. And yeah, don't know why, I was just really in the mood for it, but um, absolutely loved it, man, watching it again. Have, have you ever seen it? <laughs> No, I was just wondering, actually, is it something you would recommend to someone, or is it kind of a bit niche in a bit? It, oh, it's... Yeah, dude, it's super niche, for sure. It's, like, kind of, like, the first horror film. It has a plot... It, like, it has this big twist ending. How about you? You seen anything good lately? Mm. I watched the... Uh, 
the the live action version of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, with Emma Watson starring yeah. Emma Watson, mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. Yeah, I have to say, uh-huh. I know it got slated because you know the original animated version is a classic. Why would you mess around with a classic? The the original cartoon is pretty much perfect. Oh, Angela Lansbury. But, but a bit as well to bring it to to refresh it, bring it to a new audience. I think they do a good job. It's it's better than the it's better than the Lion King adaption that they did. I've not seen that. Is that not good? Uh, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, I was not a big fan. Um, the Beauty and the Beast live action version, questionable animation at times, mm-hmm. but on the whole, very very enjoyable. Mm. The animation around the beast again. Yeah. If you were watching it with technical eyes, you might it's, be like, it's a bit and it's Disney. They could have put more money into it. Like, well, it just seems a bit dated for something that's not yeah. dated. Yeah, but there's one saying like they obviously didn't put as much money into the SFX as they could have. Like, but, and it's the same with um, what's the Candlesticks guy's name? Ewan um, McGregor. Yeah, yeah, no, but the character. Sorry. Oh, um, Lumiere. Lumiere. With him, also as well. I mean, Ewan McGregor doing him is worth the price of admission alone as well. He is fantastic with the dodgy French accent. Like he just leans so much into it. Like it's great. But his animation as well is not stellar. But the thing is, what it does, and I can tell you this as a dad of a three-year-old, mm-hmm. my daughter, she will sit and she will watch it and she mm. will get it. And yep. that is a testament to the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I enjoyed the film as well. Um, like, I, I really did. Me, me and Katie watched it. I, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I think. Then, are you? Uh, did, how did you enjoy the dinner? That was a brilliant dinner. Yeah, that's I, good. I, didn't I it? was so into that. Chicken parmies are a thing up north. Um, oh. in, in Newcastle, yeah, northeast, northeast London, uh, northeast London, northeast England. Uh, uh, Newcastle is famously the north uh, of London. Of London, yeah, London, is. L- London is England. Yeah. I know my English geography quite well, and especially how the country's classified. And it goes England, London, United Kingdom. That's how it works. Well done. Yeah. I will give you a Busby and stand you in a box. And a and a gold star, I believe, as well as what we discussed previously. Only a gold star when I do a, when I do a smart thing. Yeah. Or you could be super witty. My my catchphrase that everyone's like lining up to buy the t-shirts for. Yeah, which, uh, which are coming. The t-shirts are coming, guys. We're going to get them printed up real soon. Stop emailing us about it. Stop commenting about it. Stop, stop hashtagging Super Witty. It's coming. We know you want it. We know the demand's there. we just got to get the shit together first. It's a lot to do. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts, is what I'm saying. But we are going to get them made. We're not. <laughs> so... Move on to the next section, which, which is, is... watching the film. We're going to watch the film. Scream. Scream. Ah! I mean, it's almost embarrassing now, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you don't enjoy it. I don't care if anyone listening doesn't enjoy it. Like, if people tune in and they're like, I really like Rich. If it was Rich watching the film, but fuck Jimmy. Or if they don't like Eos, I don't give a shit because I have the best fucking time, man. It's true. You know, but I have to say... Before we move on to the next section, my back is sore. Mm. And it's from mm-hmm. carrying you. Mate, I've said it before, I'm a passenger. I don't know if you know the Iggy Pop song, The Passenger, it's written about me. Is it? No, in the podcast. Right. Time to watch the film. Okay, so, here we go. Here we go. Scream. 
Oh, FBI anti-piracy warning. Ooh. Have you bought this on official... Uh... I burnt it. I burnt it from someone. You don't help yourself, do you, Jimmy? <laughs> Just say yes. <laughs> yes, I bought I this. I did. I did. And it cost me six quid. I was pleasantly surprised at the price of this Blu-ray. I really like Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything. She's not being just really nice in. Just do it. It starts strong, doesn't it? So fucking strong. This is a horror film in itself. Yeah. Like, which they take the piss out of in the second one. It starts with the same thing, but with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And you're watching it. And then it turns out it's the characters in the movie going to watch the film based on the on this like they recreate this so it's the film within the film sort of thing but with Sarah Michelle Gellar so I doubt we'll do that for other podcasts but I am definitely going to go in and watch Scream 2, 3, 4 yeah it's fantastic they're all so good still got the phone receiver that's I mean that's a lovely touch but it's really horrible brutal man so fucking brutal. Oh my word, I do not remember Scream being so brilliant. Uh, this is why it's such a cult film. It's just. It's just amazing, man. We're what? 10 minutes in and far? And such an amazing piece of casting. The whole reason why they cast Drew Marymore, she's got quite big billing on the film. Even now to this day, everyone knows she dies in the first ten minutes. She's still on the Blu-ray cover. Yeah. And like on the movie poster that you shared, and they only did it to subvert everyone's expectations because everyone was like, well, Drew Marymore will be the final girl like in Slashers, and then they kill her off in the first ten minutes. Because you don't kill the top celebrities. Exactly. Slasher films always have a final girl. Yeah. And it's always like a Hollywood starlet. And she makes it till the end, and she defeats the killer. It's the Fonz. E. <laughs> I love that he's in this. What's his name? Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Henry thank Winkler. you. Yeah. Apparently, he's the nicest guy ever, which I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's alive. He's got to be. Yeah, no, he is because he's in BoJack Horseman playing himself. He's got to be cracking on to his 80s. You must be. He must be. I mean, he's fucking old as shit here, like. Oldest shit here. He's most probably my age, you prick. Nah, you're looking better than me. I'm going to Google it. He's 50 in this, so he's not my age. Yeah. I'll let you off, Jimmy, on this occasion. <laughs> so, so Rose McGowan, who is Matthew Lillard's um, girlfriend in this, right? She got blacklisted from Hollywood because Harvey Weinstein uh, tried to assault her and she got away and pushed him back and would not do what he wanted her to do. One of her first big films that she got to do back again was Planet Terror. Oh, great film. So, you, so she, uh, she's the stripper with the machine gun. Like. Oh, really? It's because she's married to Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez cast her as a massive fuck you to Harvey Weinstein because he hated him and he hated the, the two Weinsteins so much, but he knew he had total protection and clout because of Tarantino's attachment to the project. He put Rose McGowan back in as that, as a huge fuck you. And like, so Rose McGowan was one of the first people to come out and be like, he is a fucking sexual predator. They used to have the Planet Terror slash Death Proof poster. Oh, so fucking cool, man. Death Proof is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kurt Russell, man, just the ultimate slime bag in that age. Oh, it's awful. (laughs) 
You can totally tell as well who voice whose voice it is. The vo- no, the voice manipulator no, does not do no, much no, to like hide like the cadence and the the delivery. Unless you want to spoil it. I'm not saying anything about it, I'm just saying you can tell. I can't remember. I think it's her. <laughs> I think she's talking to herself. She's talking to herself. The killer does take some fucking excellent knocks in this. As opposed to someone like Michael Myers, like Freddy Krueger, who's just like non-stop, yeah. relentless. He does get sat on his ass quite a bit. Is his name Billy? Yes. Huh? Billy Loomis. Lucky he's there. Oh shit, I just realised. His name's Billy Loomis, L-O-O-M-I-S. Dr. Loomis, L-U-M-I-S, is fucking Michael Myers' um, psychologist in Halloween. Is it really? Donald Pleasance's character, yeah. David Arquette is fucking cool in this one. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though. The Officer Doofy in Scary Movie is savage. Like the way they take the piss out of him, just like Officer Doofy reporting for duty, like with the and he's like drawing his own badge and cut it out. It is absolutely ruthless. I really love the fact that David Arquette got this role um, whilst not being able to act. (laughs) He might as well stand there clenching his fists and being really earnest we're gonna catch this motherfucker oh you know what I do him an injustice it's not that he can't act he's very good character actor yeah so his character in this is goofy and why do you think Scream has such a cult following because it's made for fans of horror it was so successful because you can enjoy it as a straight up horror film if you don't know tons about horror films if you know tons about horror films you get a lot but if you really fucking like horror films you will get so much out of it there's so many layers to it what's brilliant is that everything that's in it is not original but it is because they're subverting and twisting everything and that's Wes Craven dude Wes Craven's just incredible that, them opening 10 minutes yeah like that's a horror film in itself there's something about being watched though isn't there yeah if we've got a phone call now saying I see you two uh, sat in Jimmy's kitchen watching a film. I'd be like, I'm off. <laughs> in 87, so thank you very much. Yeah, see ya. And like having the, like we got the blinds and everything all open. Yeah, I always close them before I go to bed. I find it scary. Yeah, I hate it. If I come out in the middle of the night and I have to come through here to the bathroom, I hate having that, them blinds open man in the night and come and pass it. If I got, went out and bought a screen mask and I stood at your back window and just waited until you went to the loo and you walked past and I stood there, would you lose your shit? I don't know what I'd do, man. Because I think about this. I think, like, if I got up and I saw someone just stood in our garden... I think it would depend how they acted when I saw them. I would shit myself and probably have a mini heart attack. As silly as it is, I know how quickly I can weaponise myself. Grab something, yeah. Ah, Freddy Krueger. And it's as Wes Craven. That's Wes Craven, dressed as Freddy Krueger, in Scream. As the janitor. And he, and he even says there when he goes, you little shit, he's like, oh, you're talking to me? And he goes, not you, Fred. Shuts the door. Amazing. I love that bit. Weaponize yourself. Don't run away. Fight. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? She runs upstairs as well. Oh, no, sorry, she already was upstairs, but... I just think in this situation, right, 
You've got someone that you know is definitely a human. Yeah. Someone in a costume. So, if, if you were to weaponise yourself... With anything. You've got a decent chance. Yeah. Like, and you're still going to run, but at least you've got something. But if, you, if, if, if you've been an attic with someone, with a knife, and you've got a massive fucking stick... You're in with a chance. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's actually a really clever little bit then as well, whether it's intentional or not. He's sitting there going, watch out, Jamie, watch out, because it's Jamie Lee Curtis. His real name is Jamie Kennedy. Well, there you go. Turn around, Jamie. You can watch this a hundred times. And, and learn more. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of yeah. those films which is just clever. Yeah, man. On so many levels. And it's still an effective horror film. You know what I mean? It's still a good slasher, like. I think sometimes with knife knife deaths in films, that's all it needs to be. Because the fact that someone has stabbed someone with a knife is quite horrible. Yeah, so if they can just linger on that, it's yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like death with a gun. I mean, it, it's a bit of a nothing. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, a knife is very personal. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the correct response. It's the correct. If you're not sure which one of them is a killer, get in that house, shut the door, or shoot them both. And again, it's the end, like at the end of the film is when normally people start doing the dumbest things they possibly can again the subversion where she's looking at them both and she's just like you know what normally they would pick wrong you know in, a, in most other slasher films it would be like they pick the wrong person that one's yeah it's just fuck you like you he's got a brilliant kind of Matthew Lillian is very good at being it's insane yeah. yeah I fucking love this from him man and again a lot of this was improvised by him it just comes because it's quite dark. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really believe in motive sin. I mean, do Norman Bates have a motive? No. Did they ever really decide why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? Don't think so. See, it's a lot scarier when there's no motive sin. In your dream. I mean, that would never happen, though. Nah. No, but no. You know, it makes for a good ending. Good death. Yeah, it's a good kill. It's a good death. If I dropped a telly on you, you'd go, "Ow, fucker! Why'd you drop a telly on me?" Well, especially those old fucking tellies like oh, that. Yeah. Those screens on them, man, are so hard to break. I've seen people going at them with hammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember going one at a tip with a fucking sledgy, and it took a bit to go through. When it went, though, fucking hell, the pop they made was incredible. very good and I don't remember it at all from when I previously watched that film yeah so you're going into that fairly blind huh I didn't remember any of that like I remember the fact that Courtney Cox was in it and yeah. the people that were in it them being in a house etc I, I, I just really enjoyed it so there we are we, we've just watched Scream and it was banging loved it absolutely yeah. loved it post film chat 
What did you think of watching Scream after all these years, Jimmy? I just loved it again, man, to go back and watch it again. It had been a while, but like mentioned to you while we're watching it, I watched it, have watched it in the past so, so many times and just love it. It was one of them films for me that I could just bung on, knew what happens and could just kind of tune out and do something else and just have it on in the background, much in the same way that they, you know, put the horror films on at the party and that. And it still holds up so fucking well. Like, I know it's not that old, but it still really holds up well. It does hold up well. I mean, I think it helps being on a Blu-ray. Uh-huh. I think instantly, because I think if you were to watch that on a DVD, it would look a bit dated. But the Blu-ray is sort of elevated. Nice and crisp. Yeah, nice and crisp. Yeah, yeah. Scream is like a time capsule. It, it is. It is. The, the, the aesthetic, the soundtrack... Everything to it is very 90s. I didn't even notice the soundtrack. Was it a soundtrack? There's some great songs in it, man. I think I mentioned to you actually, like the one with like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, oh, yeah. like Red Right Hand when the when the curfew first gets put into effect. Like there, there is some great music in it, and it's one of the best slasher films ever made. But it's taken the piss out of slasher films. Yeah, what's nice about it is the fact that it it it, it knows what it is. Yeah. So therefore, it doesn't have to try. Yes. And because it doesn't try, it makes it like an effortless watch. Yeah, and effort and it's effortlessly cool. It's almost like a like a Tarantino film. It's not trying, it just is it is what it is. And there's a lot of nods through it. I mean oh, I've, countless. I've, I particularly like the one of the very first things that happened when Drew Barrymore was on the phone and he says, Oh, you know, who is the what is the question? Like who is the first killer in Friday the 13th yeah and I instantly went well it's Jason Voorhees mother yeah and, and she gets it wrong she gets it wrong she says Jason Voorhees yeah. and that's not me going like well, I know all about yeah her. yeah she's in a very stressful situation as well but it, it's a really cool thing because like people that know go well yeah. Jason Voorhees mother and and, 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 a, and a good way to hook you in as well like a really good way to hook you in from the beginning of the film um, you know like this is for horror buffs like by doing the quiz so you're sitting there as an audience member going, well, I know this, I know this. It's, it's spelling out for you within those first 10 minutes. Like, if you know your shit, you're really going to enjoy this on another level. Mm-hmm. Which I've said several times tonight, but it bears repeating, it is what the film is. It is for buffs. And also not for buffs. Yeah. It, like, if you watch yeah. this with the eyes of someone that knows nothing about horror films... It's a really it's, effective slasher. It's just a really fun film. Yeah. I think it, it's a weird one because it's a really fun film where people get stabbed and, oh, yeah. and killed. And, and if you put that on the tagline, <laughs> like you would get people going to see it. Come see my film. It's mm-hmm. a really good one where people get stabbed and killed. It's, it's just a joy. Yeah. A joyous watch, even though there's lots of blood and people and die. It's horrifying, yeah. But it's just done in a very lovely way. Yeah. And like the like we, we mentioned several times watching it, the killer getting knocked on his ass. Yeah. Constantly by people just fucking hitting. Like, there's a bit where um, Rose McGowan's character, before she dies in the garage, she's just throwing bottles at him. And he's just fucking, like, bottles just bang, like bouncing off his head with a real, like, and it's not like... The bottles aren't breaking. It's like a dunk, like off his head. Like but you could argue that that makes it scarier because it's a fallible human being. Yes, and and you know a lot of the time in films you get these murderous like people who get into your house, house invasion films. Yeah, and it, it's horrible. If I was someone who was you know willing to break into someone's house, I would trip over a step I didn't yeah. know about. I yeah. would. 
if someone slammed a door in my face, I'd fall backwards. It's a lot realer. Yeah, and but but at the same time as well, with the shots of when he does take a fall, it's very slapstick. And that's on purpose. Like his his arms are all shooting out, and he's doing a big pratfall. Like it's it's very much on purpose because it's meant to be a bit silly. Because the premise is silly as well. Like it's 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 a bit like uh, Evil Dead Two with the yeah. slapstick comedy that um, Bruce Campbell brings to that. It, it, for me, it's that same thing of there's these horrific things going on, but just here's this very brief random moment of slapstick comedy I almost think that it's not like watching that back I don't think it could be classed as a horror at yeah. best it's a light hearted yes. stabby film yeah it's not scary like there's no tension they don't ever bother with the tension it's like oh there's a guy in your house and he's got a, a, a mask on yeah and he's gonna stab you even when the guy stood behind him uh, when uh, Jamie Kennedy's on the sofa and the guy, the killer, is stood behind him, there's still no tension. Yeah. You're just looking at it going, oh, look, that's the killer behind you. Be careful. But, but that's a gag, isn't it? Because he's yeah. sitting there going, Jamie, he's behind you, he's behind you, while he's coming up behind him. And then they do it again where we've just watched it. Then because of the 30-second delay in the t- in the the of the tape in the van, he's sitting there with Sydney watching it on the screen, the cameraman, they're watching the film of what you've just seen within the film. Yeah. It's so good. I think the only people that could be scared by that now are young teenagers. Uh, like, younger generations are so desensitised. If they sat in front of that now, they'd be laughing their asses off. Yeah. That film now is a silly film. Mm, mm, it's mm. as simple as that. But it's meant to be. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be. But when it came out and it was yes. a silly film, it was a clever film. It still is. It is still and so clever. I could show that to a group of kids at school and say, watch this. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's still a bit too gory for young kids. But, but if I was allowed to, I could play that to them. And I don't <laughs> think they find it scary. <laughs> it wasn't for the goddamn rules standing all I'd show them yeah. kids this too Um So... Mm. Scream was good. Yeah, loved um, it. Yeah. Final thoughts. So, final thoughts on this one, Rich. Well, I mean, what can you say? It's Scream. It's brilliant. Yeah. You know, the, it, it's it's in that sort of law of films. I think anyone would struggle to slag it off. You know, people. Yeah. It might not be people's taste. Yeah. People might not like it, but it's hard not to enjoy it. Yeah, you can't deny that it's a really good film that's yeah. been. Well crafted, mm-hmm. uh, really nicely thought out. Mm-hmm. I just got immersed in it. I got no criticisms. No, it's a and, lovely little movie. And and again, shout out, um, shout out once more as well to the late great uh, Wes Craven. Just a, a fantastic director, absolute maestro of the genre. Um, yeah, one of the fucking best ever to do it, man. Um, I would say it's nearly a perfect film. Um, as always thank you so much for listening yes we've got um, all our social media rolling now yes so if you like what you're hearing please um, follow us on social media where we will update you on everything we're doing as far as the podcast is concerned Mm -hmm. Um, films we're going to watch if you've got any recommendations for films, then please e- email us on. Uh, that's Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film at gmail.com. That's all one word as well, Rich and Jimmy Watch a Film. If there's any feedback, just anything at all, you know, we, we appreciate any of it. Makes us feel alive, like we're not just talking to no one. Oh, bless you, lonely Jimmy. <laughs>
Fucking hell. Please, <laughs> fucking listen to us. I'm begging you. I'll pay you. So, um, thank you so much, and we will speak to you on the next episode, which, as far as I'm aware, is going to be quite a special one. Yes. Ooh, ooh, the next one is going to be a very special one. All right. So, thank you so much for listening, and uh, uh, Jimmy, keep on gutting you like a fish. It's dark, but yeah. go with that one. Go so, with that one. Um, pretty yeah. good. Alright, but oh, that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Scary night, isn't it? With the murders and all, it's like right out of a horror movie or something.